0: so my dad and i were working so we're the only ones that don't have a house there or don't have family there or friends so we're like well we have i don't want a day Wait, off. your dad went with you yeah yeah oh, no, like, i'm telling my parents about like i'm like yo like you get paid this much after 40 hours you get time and a half after 80 <laughs> hours you get double time like every day after eight hours they said i'm coming." And, <laughs> Uh, No, my mom was like, hey, you're going. going. (laughs) She was like, hey, uh, Mr. Mom, you don't have any kids. Break yourself. Get your ass out of here. Get the fuck
1: out. (laughs) This
2: is when hog hunting was the first black man ever hog hunting, right? (laughs) So we want hog hunting, was. A month ago? No, nah, but it's not been a base, while. It's, 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 been it's been a couple months. months. Yeah, it's been a couple About months. two months ago. First time ever. Like, I didn't... They they gave, they gave me a gun, and they were like, hey, look. <laughs> but, hey,
3: he, the day before he leaves, he was <laughs> like, are, are hey, on the,
0: are you on the ground or in the air? No, we're on the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were on in, the
2: like, ground. side-by-sides. yeah,
3: yeah. And uh, he goes, hey, what do I need? I was like, well, I mean, you got boots. You got any, like, pants? He goes, nah, man. So I literally, like, bought an outfit <laughs> oh, at yeah. Fast Pro oh, and whole, go pick
2: it up. <laughs> you need some snake boots. And I was like, fuck, snake boots? Bro. Yeah. Yo, yeah. yeah, we're going <laughs> up well, <laughs> <to> this. <Yeah. laughs>
3: so
2: I get down there, man, and they're giving me. Like, we haven't even got, I've never really shot. That's yeah. last time I shot a gun. We were at our retreat. Yeah, our retreat, right? company retreat, yeah. But I didn't know anything. I still don't know how to handle a gun. So they <laughs> gave me the gun. First thing he says, is, don't fuck, point it down. Yeah. Like, point it down. I'm like, I'm, I'm pointing it down. He says, don't shoot your foot. Yeah. Take your finger. he gave me the whole foot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm index like, finger out. I'm like, and, this, and this is like in seconds, like, hey, man, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, and then I get educated on hogs. Well, they will charge you. They got these tusks. Oh yeah, and I'm like, nah, see, you're
0: like, yo, oh, do I even want to be doing this? Exactly, like, someone gonna <laughs> get yeah. shot
2: because okay. you know I'm be I'm like Ice Cube, dude.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it, no. He turn it sideways. <laughs> it's a rifle, Darren. You're not supposed to turn <laughs> it sideways.
2: <laughs> but the best time, yeah. man. Yeah. it was so quiet. Yeah, it was peaceful, man. We didn't. I didn't get anything. I shot a, a coyote. That's the only thing I shot. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, I do it. Now. We're gonna do it again. Yeah. and record it. But it was. It was the
3: best time. Uh-huh. So- yeah. It's wild. Yeah. right? It, it is, great. man. Yeah. So, yeah. so my very first, like, I again, coming from California, I didn't know anything about hunting and, um, I was playing for the Browns at the time. So, uh, this was 2010 during the lockout when we didn't have the off season. So Colt McCoy, who was a quarterback then set up a workout for the offensive guys, running backs and receivers down in Austin. And so that was my first time ever in Texas from California. And, uh, and so we go down there and, and I get to the hotel and, uh, And Peyton Hillis, remember Peyton Hillis? Uh, He was a running running back back. for the Browns. He was on Madden cover in like 2011. Yeah, Yeah. 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 thick. Like, went to Arkansas. Um, So he comes down, and he's in like this super nice like Denali, right? Mm. And but it is filthy, like filthy, filthy. And he gets out, and he's got he's covered in blood, head to toe. Mm. And I'm like, what the? What do you what are you doing? And like we're in like uh, right off of Sixth Street, right on the river oh, right, at right. like the Intercontinental Hotel, right? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And uh like Peyton, what, what are you doing? Goes, oh man, I just finished a hog hunt. And I was like, what? Like here? He goes, No, 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 in Arkansas. It's like, bro, you drove from Arkansas oh, wow. soaked in pig blood? He goes, Yeah, yeah, I, was, I had to I had to run down because one of my dogs got uh got uh bored or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah. So we we knife hunt. We don't shoot hogs. We knife hunt. Our dogs our dogs run them up, and then we come up behind them, pick yep. up their back legs, and we gut them right Jeez. there. I was like, bro, you didn't have ten That's... minutes to shower before
2: yeah, you I'm drove going, no, all not the way around. that. But why the like? I don't want to get that damn close. I don't know, so, man. Like, what is the dude, reason? So I have, slippery I have a,
0: slope. <laughs> I have a very close friend that her favorite pastime is hog hunting with a knife, and it's like they send out a Jack Russell. And it will, like, find the hog, and then it's, like, some, yeah. like, uh, pit bull breeds uh-huh. that, like, lock mm-hmm. onto it. Yep. And they're and in, they, like, Kevlar vests. Yep. Yeah. And then just come up, and, yeah, she she was explaining it to me. Like, Dude. Wow. You know what? That's though, a whole like, new level. It's intense. So that's bad. intense. That's,
2: like, there's got to be to stab somebody or stab something. Yeah, to feel that, not, yeah. like. There's got to be some sadistic about that. <laughs> remember, though, remember like, the, like hogs. Zone. Yeah, but when you're yeah. that close.
3: But, but remember hogs, right? Like, they're over-infested. Like, they're causing billions and billions shoot of them. damage. Yeah, yeah. Shoot you're them. That, I get different. that part of it. So that, that's where, There's like, a different mentality. I, the the
0: ranch we were just at, yeah. it's a hunting ranch. Like, they yeah. sell hunts. Yeah. And the guy that took me out the first morning, he was like, the feeders go off at 7. Mm-hmm. All the deer are in the field at, like, 6.58. Yeah, waiting. Like, mm. they are there waiting. That's yeah. their breakfast. Yeah. And like, we're sitting in this blind and I was just kind of, it's like, ah, this, there's no, there's right. no sport mm-hmm. to this. I was like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm, this isn't a hunting. This isn't mm-hmm. what I have in my head as hunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some, and I, I'm telling the guy I'm with, like, this doesn't, this isn't what I pictured. Mm. Like, I'm wearing a hoodie. Yeah. Like, right. like I'm not even wearing camouflage. There was no stealth. Like, we drove up in a, like, a side-by-side. Yeah. We're talking full volume, cup <laughs> of coffee. I'm like, this. He's cooking this and baking and eggs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no effort went into this on my part. Um, That's true. And, and so, like, when he was telling me, he's like, oh, just shoot one of them. I'm like, ah i don't really want to do that you know yeah. that night we went out and we were doing like uh spot and stock yes. so it was like we got dropped off in the middle of the field and we just had to start walking until mm. we saw a herd and then like kind of like two people went out to the right two people went to the left like try to flank mm. like uh. that was more what yeah. i had in my head for hunting yeah. uh-huh. and so like i i got an axis deer and i was like i feel good about this yeah like that's awesome We're gonna make some great food. I was gonna say good meat and we got we got the skull and rack mounted, like made the pelt into a into a rug. Like we're using as much of it as we can, but kind of just sitting in the blind, just like Yeah. Mm. Kind of take your pick type thing. I was like, ah, it's not really and it's a
3: menu, and that's how a lot of these ranches do it in you know, Texas and Oklahoma is it's literally like there's a menu, and you'll have like a guide with you, and he'd be like, all right, uh, that's ten grand. That's twelve
0: so, grand. That's wow. this. It's, it's that literally a menu. That, wow. bomb, that was my man. first experience yeah. with it. Uh, so same same friend had another buddy that had a high fence ranch, and he he brought us out because he's like, I'm overpopulated with female axis. Yeah. We need to we need Thin to kill some. Yeah, yep. and and so we're sitting this blind, which is basically just an apartment in the air we're talking at full volume we're in our regular clothes side by side park right I mean, underneath I mean, us rec tv and yeah i was just saying got mad right <laughs> oh, we're, we're, were, we're, we're showing each other youtube videos on doesn't our phones, sound so bad to me <laughs> we're, sitting, we're sitting right in front of the feeder, yeah. and it was like an african safari yeah. of all these different animals and we're texting the owner like yo how much how much is a ram and he's like four grand how much is this eight oh, grand like, oh, damn. this is weird yeah. yeah most expensive thing on the property like out of all these exotic animals most expensive thing It's a whitetail buck. Yeah. Because he was like, and he told me it was like eight grand minimum for the whitetails. And uh, we're like, how they're native here. They're everywhere. And he was like, because some people want to come out, Shoot a whitetail and then lie to all their buddies about like make up a story of where they got it. They want to get it mounted. Well, and the the management, right? The deer management, it's huge business here
3: because like if you're breeding whitetail and and you've got like the perfect specimen and and you clear out all the bad ones, right? All the bad bucks that have like messed up antlers Mm -hmm. or aren't big enough, like you gotta kill them out because you only want the best bucks breeding with a doe so that they only have the best. So it's a whole business. And so to your point, right, the white is you can have this monster, like, 10-point, you know, buck, and they can say, oh, yeah, I went out, you know, went up to Oklahoma and got this, or I Mm. just went out on public land and shot this because they don't know, right? Right. Like, they don't know you went to this, you shot a a buck in a cage. Yeah. You know, essentially what it is. So That's something. Yeah, man. I'd like to hear more about, like, how how you
2: went about the, the pig hunt and a helicopter. Yeah. But like, wait, first of all, we're talking. We're sitting here talking <laughs> to Matt Fraser. Man, this is just lost
1: already. <laughs>
3: <laughs> how many times? We're time so organized. We're here. Here? Yeah, I was going to say, we're, I'm already crushing over here. Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> is it five-time CrossFit Champ? Yeah. Matt Fraser. Come on, Five you that. time I knew that. Hey, I how, many do you, sure. how many do you got? I thought he was. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to make sure. I, I thought I was going to give you another one, but the five-time. CrossFit champ Matt Fraser and we're here on the Darren Woodson show and we're talking about hunting. Yeah. Like yep. we need to be into the story of Matt and his journey. <laughs> but I want That's like, how it typically goes. But. That's how it typically <laughs> it typically goes, but it's not. Yeah. Because I my final question is and then we'll get going here is the hog hunt mm-hmm. in the helicopter. Yeah. What did that
0: look like? I mean, it was pretty casual. Like, so I was with some buddies um, that own Black Rifle Coffee Company. Yeah, yeah. And oh, so, like, every any day, anytime I'm in Texas, you know, I link up with them. I'll usually stay at Matt's house, and uh, and so, like, I hit him up like a couple of weeks ago. I was just like, "Yo, I'm coming in to town." And he's like, "Cool, send me the dates." And I sent him, and he's like, "We're going to hog hunting while you're here. Like, do you want a seat?" And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. Like, I knew nothing, no details, and so it was a. Uh, friend of his had a 30,000 acre ranch and they were like overrun with hogs. They were like destroying stuff. Right. And so they just rented a helicopter for the day. And so I think there was probably like 10 or 12 of us that like took turns going up and they take two up at a time and shockingly casual of just like, there was no harness or anything. No, was like, like, hold on, hold, on, hold, hold, on, hold, hold on. On. like <laughs> a regular like <laughs> car seatbelt that you put on. Uh-huh. But then, you need to, like, turn 90 degrees to the left, so there's two shooters out the left side of the helicopter, and then you got to, like, <laughs> lean out. So you're just kind of... And there's oh, no
2: one holding you at all. You're oh just a seatbelt. Oh, my seat God. Like, Is, and
0: it, like, wait. The, the, pilot, the pilot, like, bef- he gives us a very quick briefing, and he's like, all right, be very careful with your barrel. Don't like, shoot me. <laughs> he's like, you, if you shoot the ski, 12 grand. If you shoot the floor, 20 grand. If you oh. shoot the rotor, seventy grand, and we'll probably die. And I was oh, like, Lord, okay, cool. <laughs> Safety until I'm absolutely totally yep. ready. I'm not and shooting then, today. And then <laughs> just he's, riding. <laughs> he's just kind of flying, and like the two passengers are just kind of looking for movement. And then you're like, Hogs, four o'clock, and he just like, whip, banks it, whips it around, and not see, that's lit. what I feel like you get dumped out, right? Oh, like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, but like. <laughs> I'm I'm in the plane Like all the guys I'm there With Black Rifle Are like Like these badass War veterans right, right. Right. And so I'm like Alright just don't Act a bitch don't, don't be a pussy Don't be a <laughs> pussy Don't be a pussy If I if I die I die <laughs>
3: Uh, well matt man uh first of all thank you i know you're on in the middle of a road trip and we'll we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that right now turning your downtime which is yeah. uh we talked about is it, very yeah. uncommon um you know we get that with our football background you have a small window where you can like go do you go for do a little anything bit. yeah um but you know you came up thank you so much this is uh you're actually our our first in guest person in a long time yeah, so i appreciate yeah. you coming yeah. up Uh, But man, here on the Darren Woodson show, a lot of what we do really is, is revolving around the journey, right? And Mm -hmm. how people came to be what they are Um, and and to be an encouragement to those that maybe are struggling through something um, that look at someone like yourself, right? The, the fittest person on planet earth. No dispute either. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no dispute, but look at you and say, Oh, he's natural. He's just got the talent, right? He just, it just happens. He just showed up one day and he did it and like don't understand all of the things that that go into that right yeah. the struggles the the times that like you know you, you, you weren't sure what the next step was or hey am i going to make it is this going to be a career you know i mean there's so many things that people don't know about your journey and all the work so our hope is that your journey is an encouragement to those that are at a time where they're just not sure, do I keep pushing? Do I keep pushing? Do mm-hmm. I keep fighting? Um, and then also, man, we just we just want to have a good time. That's yeah. that's our biggest thing. Yeah. Man. We want to have a good time, um, and uh, and learn more about you, and and then uh, invite you back for another hog hunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Starman, take us back. Uh, born and raised in Vermont. Uh, from there, talk us talk us through your background. And I know your parents had, had a unique uh, profession yeah. and career early on. But yeah,
0: so. Born in Ontario, uh, moved to Vermont mm. super young. So like I was raised in Vermont, okay. Vermont my whole life. Um, you know, very typical um, household. You know, I, I the one thing that was not typical was my mom worked and I stayed home dad. So he always joked wow. like Mister Mom, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But so you know, for me growing up that was just normal. It's like, like I the whole gender role thing wasn't a thing for me. I was yeah. like. My mom was the breadwinner. My dad was the one that cooked clean, mm-hmm. drove us to mm-hmm. sports practice, all that stuff. Um, but, you know, my dad was uh, – he is a very unique guy. You know, like he'll find his niche or – and then he was super athletic growing up, so both my parents were freestyle figure skaters, and so they were pairs in the 76 Olympics. No Man. way. Yeah. yeah, That's the, cool. Like, so you got it. <laughs> Probably not the Canadian. Canadian? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, yeah they were – Four-time world champions. Oh my god! Uh, in freestyle Paris figure skating. So you know, super athletic parents. You know, um, but never really pushed us into sports or anything. It was just we had to do something after school. So yeah. like my brother went the art and music route. I went the the sports route. Um, but started doing Olympic weightlifting when I was twelve. Um, so was kind of like its own little niche sports. Yeah, you know, it's not super popular, but. Mm. I just happened to grow up in the town over from one of the best technicians in the country and mm. he coached for free every day after school and then Saturday mornings. And How'd you find him? Yeah. It was, um, you know, I was doing weight training for football. Like they want to start bringing the middle schoolers over to the high school and getting us yeah. like in the weight room. And uh, a buddy and I just one day decided like, you know, let's see how much weight we can take from the ground to overhead, you know, like. Yeah. We didn't know, like, do we stop at the shoulders or like, how do we do this? And so it was just god awful technique. <laughs> right. And I mean, we're in like sixth grade, mm. like we're young. I mean, I was,
3: I was going to say, man, like that age, like I know for us, and you know, I was a football wrestling, and so it was, it was, you know, strength was a part of it, but it was like go home and do push-ups. Like yeah, no, weight no, rooms yeah. were yeah. off-limits. Yeah, I was allergic to the
0: weight room in, in sixth grade. Still, <laughs> <for sure>. yeah, <laughs> and like, like our weight room, it was like that. There was a like a. Uh, Basically, like a chaperone to make sure we didn't like kill ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was bench press and curls. Oh, like yeah. The squat rack never got used. No. There <laughs> we were, only use that for the pull-up bar on top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like there, there were no bumper plates, no cardio machines. It was just like bench and curls. Like right. that's what you did. Yeah. Maybe hit triceps, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, my buddy and I are just seeing how much weight we can put over our head. And then uh, one of the coaches lived in the next town over that like – um and so his kids went through the school system so he knew this guy chris polakowski mm. that taught olympic weightlifting after school and so i think it was like when my dad came in to pick me up uh you know this coach kind of grabbed my dad I was like, "Hey, like your kid seems to be interested in weightlifting take him to this guy in the next town over and he'll teach him the proper technique for it so we literally got in the truck and like drove to the next town over found this dude and just kind of hit the ground running from there dang um But yeah, did that. Did Olympic weightlifting for 10 years. You know, after high school, got scouted to go to the Olympic Training Center. Lived there for two years. Um, It was at the end of my stint in Colorado Springs at the training center. I broke my L5 in two spots. Mm. Mm. So got a couple uh, couple bolts, a couple plates. No nerve Uh, damage, nothing? uh, No, nothing. So, I mean, it was pretty wild. You know, every surgeon I went to was like, you need fusion, fusion. Mm -hmm. That was the only answer. And then I met a... A, a surgeon from California that was like, I, I got this experimental surgery I can try on you. He's like, I give it a 50, 50 shot. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good to me. And he's, he was like, I've done the surgery on a 13 year old and it was a guaranteed fix. And a like 24 year old, and it was a guaranteed failure, like just mm-hmm. from bone growth, right. like huh. being young. Um, and he's like, you know, you're 18. I gave you 50, 50. And I was like, fuck it. I'll take it. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, just, Cause that still allows mobility, right? Like, yeah. This, so yeah. basically what he was doing. So the, when I broke my the vertebrae, it healed, but not back together. So mm. the bones just kind of calloused over themselves. Mm. And so what he basically did was go in and re break it. And then the hardware in there was basically just a cast. So it didn't mm. shift. shift. Yeah. 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 Um, and so like the plates are just there holding the bones in place until it heals on its own. And then he said, you know, if the hardware gives you trouble down the road, we can go back in and take it out. But if it doesn't bug you, like, let's avoid that invasive surgery. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll give it a shot, you know, like what, what is there to lose? I'm already in excruciating pain. I already can't compete in the sport that I love. So fuck it. Let's try it. Did you think at any point that it was over for you as far as? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So the two breaks actually came on two separate occasions about a week apart from each other. And it was like two weeks before I was flying to uh, where was it Romania mm-hmm. for the Junior World Championship. So this is like for an under twenty year old lifter. This is like the pinnacle of like mm-hmm. this is. But Romania, this is,
3: they don't have very many strong people over there, do they? Uh, they, got, they got a few. <laughs> they got a few. They're I mean, always when yeah. you name when you name when an exercise up, yeah, after <laughs> your country. <laughs> That's true. That's, <laughs> That's a, a true. good signal, <laughs> Yeah.
0: So you know, like. I remember the first, the first side that like let go, um, you know, I just like, I was doing a clean pull, big pop. And then it, it, mm. was, it felt yeah. like, um, it was like, have you ever seen those heat packs that like, it's a regular gel pack and then you snap the cap in yeah. it, uh-huh. yeah. and it just like, yep. like hard Lowly. expands and yep. hardens. Yeah. That's what it felt like my back was. No way. There was uh, this big crack and then it just like, just radiated out and just everything locked up. And so, like, I basically just laid in bed for, like, two or three days, ate my body weight in, like, ibuprofen, mm. um, and then it's too late to call, like, the next person in line for the for the team. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck it, I, I, I still got to train. So, like, went back into the gym, and it was, like, a heavy back squat day, and so I loaded <laughs> a heavy, first time I ever wear a belt, so I, like, cinch up the belt to try to give some stability, because I know something's wrong. Yeah. But, and then I hit the bottom of the squat and just, like, there's the exact same pop, but on the, op, on the mm. left side. And same right. thing, same feeling. You know, like, just get in bed, can't walk for a couple of days. And so, like, I definitely thought I was, like, yeah, something broke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, my career is over. And then every surgeon I talk to, they're, like, oh, you're never, like, your weightlifting career is done. Mm. Like, but you're never working out again. Oh. Okay. Like, I was told by, mo- like, the most you'll do is a light jog for the rest of your life, get used oh, to it. Yeah. And, and I, I just heard those answers. And I was like, no, nah, like that's not an option. Yeah, like, you, don't, not, you, don't, you don't know me. Exactly. That that yeah. was a big thing too. was like, I know who you're used to talking to, but mm-hmm. that's not what I'm going to do. So yeah. I need to find an option. That's going to allow me to return to what I want and love to do. And so that surgeon in California, you know, he worked with a bunch of professional athletes and he was like, give you a 50, 50 chance. And I was like, it's good enough for me. Let's yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I got the surgery. Um, then I moved to Michigan. They have the Olympic Education Center, so they require you to go to school while you're training. Yeah. Um, and then made a full comeback in weightlifting, but it was like a year of from the surgery till my first competition was a year. That's fast. Sounds Jeez. like. Ye- yes and no. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was in a full torso brace prior to surgery for the fiberglass, fiberglass, like, torso brace. Yeah. Like yeah, from basically from like nipples to hip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like what, what's the thing? Like a corset. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. My, my little brother had one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Miserable. Oh, I'm sure. Fucking four Been months there. of my life. And it was middle of summer. <laughs> yep. So you just sweating yeah. under this plastic oh, thing yeah. and, mm-hmm. and like my lats hung over so it. So like it just pinched. Yeah. Every time you sat in a chair, it would just pinch a little bit, Uh, and it just drives you to insanity. uh, Um, but yeah, made made a full recovery, but like just kind of got burnt out. You know, I was training off resentment of like so many people telling me like, oh, you know, he's broken goods, he's washed up, he'll never mm -hmm. come back, and so I was just training off resentment for like a full year. So what that looked like the first time you got back in, and really, and started doing the exercises in which you hurt your back. I mean, so it was probably four months of nothing. Mm-hmm. Like just like, I remember my roommate would have to kind of pick me up out of bed. Oh. Um, you know, like I'd be laying down and I couldn't sit up. So he mm-hmm. would have to like hug me, prop me up in my bed. And um, you know, I would shuffle to class. I couldn't have a backpack on. So I would just like fold like four pieces of paper in my pocket right. and just like shuffle to class. Um, but like super slow back into it, you know, I would go yeah. in and do air squats and right. that would be my workout. Yeah. Um, you know, just doing, like, pinch work, you know, grip work. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I remember going back in and, like, back squatting 50 kilos and it being heavy. Mm, like, yeah. I'm coming from, like, I was competing at 170 pounds and, you know, back squatting, like, f- getting up to close to 500 mm-hmm. um, and, like, loading up 50 kilos and just, like, I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck. This is it. That's all yeah, I got. Right. Yeah. And just, this is my first warm-up set. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it was like I went a while where it's like every week I would add 5 kilos. Mm. Um but like I did weeks of clean and jerk with an empty bar. You know, yeah. just I was like, okay, you know, I I can't progress on the weight side of things. I'll progress on the technique side yeah, of things. Right. I can't it's like, you know, adding more weight isn't even an option. So don't even concern myself with that. I'm going to make sure that when I can start doing that, my technique is so good. Right. Yeah. And just every day, you know, like, but you know how many people,
2: I mean, including self, I mean, how many times that, you know, that I've seen or been around people that when you can't do it, you just, ah, just fold. I mean, you couldn't actually get back under the weight, but you were working on the little small things, the techniques or whatnot.
0: That's so foreign to me. Yeah. It's so foreign to me of like, just like the first roadblock. And I, I thought that was normal mm-hmm. my whole life. I And like the people I'm surrounded by, it's like when they get told no or, you know, something right. gets in the way. It's like, all right, well, how do I get around that? How do right. I get over that? How mm-hmm. do I adapt? You know? Um, but Yeah, I think the general population, it's like, oh, they, they told me I wasn't allowed to do that. So I'm not uh-huh. going to. Yeah. And then- yeah.
3: Okay. So you talked about like, okay, yeah, I, I'm not going to just take no for an answer, you know, to doctors, to recovery, all those aspects. Right. But what was that four months like in Michigan when you were not able to work out and you were not because that I think speaks and, and, and I'm not saying it's the same thing, but the correlation to this COVID deal, right? Like mm-hmm. people locked at home, you know, their, their purpose has been taken away and all these things like for you, what was that? I mean, was there depression that you dealt with? Was there, oh. or was it, or was it only like, Hey, my only goal is, is to get back and get healthy.
0: No, I, it was definitely a type of situation that I wish I had my perspective now and I could go Mm -hmm. back on. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have the perspective now because I went through that. Yeah. And like, I dealt with like severe depression, you know, like not only was I in a place that, you know, it's not highly sought after, you know, you're in Marquette, Michigan. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be there 11 months out of the year. Right. Um, you know, I went from the Olympic training center to the Olympic education center. I like went the reverse way in the funnel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, like I had moved away from the girlfriend I was dating at the time. I didn't know, really know anyone, everyone I'm around. I'm still showing up to weightlifting practice. I'm watching all my friends, competitors mm-hmm. get better, working hard, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I'm living in a shitty dorm room. It was just everything like yeah. mm-hmm. really, really depressed. It was not a good, good place for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I just had that goal that trumped everything, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't like, I was willing to be that miserable because I was like, this is where I need to be to get to my goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I wish I had the perspective now looking back on it, you know, um, I wish I had that, um, that way of looking at like, okay, I can't lift heavy good, I'm going to work on my technique. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time, that wasn't why I was doing it. It was just like, I I was so bored. Like if I wasn't in the weight room or in the classroom, I was just sitting in this like cell block of a dorm room. Um, So it was just my way of getting out of the dorm room basically. Mm -hmm. But yeah.
3: Was there anybody that
0: like, you know, you could, you'd look
3: back and say, man, it wasn't for that person pouring into me or supporting me or or helping me through, like it would have looked a lot different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- there's a, there's a list and, you know, a lot of the people for different reasons. Um, you know, I, I had one buddy, um, and he actually went to the same surgeon. He had a, like mine was a, a broken bone. He had like a ruptured disc. Uh-huh. And so he got surgery in the exact same area, like a month after I did and we lived in the same dorm rooms, mm-hmm. but he just had a very mature like outlook on life in terms of like, you know, someone would say something to him sideways and he would just be like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. Whereas, like, me, like, I'm younger, I'm full of piss and vinegar, yeah. and like, this ego that's just <laughs> bigger than life itself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just, I saw the way he conducted himself and, like, not sound corny, but, like, the inner peace that he had of just, mm-hmm. like, he was happy with who he was and what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, always watching him. The coach I had at the time, you know, he was – uh he was like a second father to a lot of people on the team. Um, so, you know, like if, if he saw that one of his students was just upset or going through a breakup or bad grades, like it wasn't just like, Hey, get your shit together. Yeah. It was like, he would call him over to his house and be like, all right, we're going to have a sit down and actually figure out this problem. Like, what do you need to do? What can I do to help? What? Like, you know, so yeah, people like that. Um, of course my parents, you know, uh, incredibly loving caring um you know my dad i saw the i saw the soft side of him first time when like he dropped me off in colorado like he we drove out there together and you know it was the first time that i saw him be like you're my baby yeah you know like Mm. and i'm like dropping you off at college for the first time you know so that was uh yeah, staying in close touch with them. My mom, who's a doctor, so, you know, she's asking me the medical questions of, like, all right, how's this, how's that, you know, mm, all yeah. that stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those times where you learn early on, like, it's pretty hard to accomplish much without mm-hmm. a good support group around oh, yeah.
1: You. Yeah, you. You mentioned identity a second ago, and, and as you're sitting here talking, my story is somewhat similar in that the last game of my career ended with a knee injury. And so... <laughs> Yeah, you know, tor- torn ACL and with an ACL, that's a year long, yeah. you know, rehab. And you're sitting there two, three weeks after surgery and you can't even walk. Yeah. And you're just thinking, okay, everything I've ever done in my life, everything I've ever worked for is as far away as I could possibly imagine yep. right now. Mm-hmm. It's not even on my radar right now. And so that identity hit for me, and it sounds like it was a little bit for you. Oh, totally. Is just a huge blow. And that everything I ever thought about wanting to do, I can't do it anymore. I can't even walk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So where do I
0: go from here? Yeah, I think I I had more that, like, identity crisis when I finished weightlifting. Because, like, even when I hurt my back, I was still at a training center. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm going down to sports med. I'm getting worked on every day. Like, I'm going to different consults, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. So the goal was always still to get back to weightlifting. It. it may take me a long time and it mm. may be a really shitty road, but that's yeah. But you still, still saw yourself that, as a weightlifter. That's still Got the it. end goal. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, after I came back from the surgery, I came back, I hit PRs, hit hit a really big milestone for the total. Um and I remember like I was just like, all right, I'm done. You know, I rode this bus until the wheels fell off. Mm. I don't have a love for the sport anymore. I can't bring myself in to train two times a day off resentment anymore. Um, um, So as I moved away from Michigan, moved back to Vermont, and that's when it hit me. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm 23 years old, I think. Mm -hmm. I was 23 years old. Everyone knew me as the the kid that's going to the Olympics. Mm -hmm. That's off the table now. I dicked around in college for four years. So I came home with like, a semester, two semesters worth of credits. Mm-hmm. So I'm basically starting college. <sighs> I had to move back in with my parents into my old childhood bedroom. Yeah. And it's like, I'm watching every everyone else. I went to high school with all my friends getting married, graduating uh-huh. college, having kids, getting a house. And I'm sitting here like basically feeling oh like broken goods yeah. and then living in my fucking child, child yeah. bedroom, Sleep in my bedroom. You know, just like,
1: You couldn't have been any further away from what you thought you'd be.
0: Exactly. And it was just like everything I worked towards just flushed down the drain. And now I'm starting to go to school at UVM and it was like, I'm I'm clearly older than everyone here. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like living away from home for the first time. So they're all drinking, partying, doing all that shit. And I'm just like, I have no interest in any of that. And so I just... Stuck out like a sore thumb because I didn't have the same interest. I stuck out like a sore thumb because I was clearly older, older than everyone huh? there, mm. and that—that's when it hit me. Of like once again, it slide into a, like another depression mm-hmm. of just like, the fuck did I do with my life yeah. and where do I go from here? Well, it yeah. feels
1: like waste of time, right? Yeah. Oh, Since you were twelve, you'd put all this effort into that one goal, and, and, and th- where did I, all the time go?
0: I think still like. If I had the perspective now, I would have valued the friendships, the relationships, Mm. all the stuff I had So true. from that time. I would have, you know, a lot of the best stories come from shitty times. Mm -hmm. You know, you Mm -hmm. find that silver lining and you find like, oh, man, we were so miserable doing this or that, you know. (laughs) Uh, At the time, I I didn't see any of that. It was just like, I just wasted so many years of my life.
1: That's why this is so cool because knowing where you are now, but hearing that, yeah. doesn't even make sense that that that's your part of your real story. That's amazing. So when you
3: when you finished weightlifting and and kind of the three of us felt this way about football when we walked away, was there a period where you're like screw weights, man? I don't I don't want to train. I don't want to do anything. I don't want anything to do with it. 'Cause I went through it when I when I retired, it was oh, like yeah. I don't want to watch football, I don't want to talk football, I don't want
0: anything to do with anything. And it fucking sucks because yes. you're known as the football guy. That's right. So yeah. Everyone you know, every right. person in your life is yeah. it's constantly oh, bringing I was, it up. How's training going? Mm, yeah. Yeah. You, did you catch the game? You know, yeah. And it's like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um so so like I if if I'm doing anything, mm. it's not in moderation. Yeah. I jump in with both feet and when I stop anything, it's I stop it. So like I've, I've made amends to a lot of the people, but like when I finished weightlifting, it was like, I saw all my friends that were like having success in the sport. I had a resentment against them of like, you're having success and I'm not. Mm -hmm. And, and it brought me just like a lot of like pain, I guess. Mm Um, probably just jealousy, but to cope with that, I just like cut them out. And it mm-hmm. wasn't like, I didn't cut them out. I just like, I stopped responding to texts. I just wanted not, I wanted to separ- separate myself completely. And so when the day I left Michigan, I moved out to Alberta and I worked in the oil fields mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. four months. Good money. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> <laughs> it was I lived it. I lived in Edmonton. Oh really? I okay. in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just like, you're earning triple the wage that you could on the East coast. Um, miserable, miserable work. Yeah. Um, minimum 12 hour days like we'd i like we're getting up to like 18 hour days most days yeah um and you work seven days a week no days off unless it rained yeah and of course the summer that i'm there it didn't rain for like 84 days (laughs) hey Uh, you know what's you know what's crappy
3: is is where he's talking about it stays light until like 1 a.m so you can work work yeah oh Oh, you're out there but he he says 18 hour days you get 18 hours of sunlight (laughs)
0: um yeah. I mean like, and we, we were working gigs like on like chemical plants yeah. where like, like what we were spraying on the ground, if it was too hot, it would just evaporate. So we had to be out, we had to be at work at like three thirty in the morning hmm. and then you just work 14, 16 hours straight. And, you know, so yeah, making money hand over fist, you know, you're consumed with this job, with this life of just being miserable. You're t- dealing with terrible bosses, everything. Um, but it kept your mind off weightlifting. Yeah. yeah you well, know. that's the experience. Like,
2: I mean, I'm listening to your story, man, and you have to re- you're you're going through a process at your at this age where you're reinventing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you've lost the identity of what you were in the past is gone now. Now I have to reinvent myself. And now like you just said, you had you went through misery, now
0: you're going right back through the misery of yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. making some money, but yeah. here's the experiences. Yeah. You're gaining right. the
2: experiences
0: at the and same that, that time. Was exactly. It was like you know, at the time I didn't realize the good that was going to come from it of just like completely removing myself. And by being around nobody that I knew, I was in a town where I didn't have any family. I didn't know anyone. Um, no one knew me as the weightlifter, right? No one knew me as the kid Mm. that broke his back Mm -hmm. or whatever it was. So I was just able to be a roughneck. I was just able to put on a full set of coveralls and a hard hat and drive, drive this truck and log hours, you know. but going from training twice a day every day for the last 10 years to sit in, sitting in, in a fucking rig right. for 14 hours a day, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. right. Um, You know, like, A, I'm not having the daily satisfaction of, you know, achieving something. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that, like, daily dose of you know, the happies that come from fucking working out. Yeah. And then on top of it all, I'm... I'm losing weight and getting fat at the same time. Mm. My body composition was just this like complete no one. 180. Not right. ideal. I'm like, how am I getting lighter and fatter? <laughs> like, how does this happen? Uh, <laughs> so did you know, like you're
2: sitting in the rig, did you know this was going to be short-lived? I mean, in your mind, yeah, did you that know was my, like, this yeah. is
0: not... So So that job specifically, um, like I, I was the lowest guy on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, every Every camp we went to, every job site we went to, I was... The bitch. Yeah, right. Um, so I knew like that job was short lived. Um, and then basically working for the guys that I worked for, they were just like there's no other way to say they were just terrible human beings. Mm-hmm. Like just Generates, yeah. Yeah. Like just assholes they took out their if their wife was pissed at you, yeah. or if their wife was pissed at them, they're gonna take it out on you. Yeah. And, like those type guys. Right. Um and so but I love the atmosphere of that work environment. I love the like I don't want to work an eight hour day. If I'm working, I wanna fucking work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So give me that sixteen hour shift. And and like they a lot of them do shift work. So like I heard up at the camps, you know, they'll do twenty eight days on, twenty eight days off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like that. Yeah. Like, what mm-hmm. do you do with the two day weekend? You know? I was like, dude, I'll work a month straight. Yeah. Like you work fourteen days, you work fourteen days and then you work fourteen nights and then you get to go home for a month that's Mm -hmm. sick (laughs) Uh, but then talking to a lot of people out there they're like you know if you if you don't drink or drug you have a clean driving record and you have a college degree they're like you can write your own paycheck yeah Mm. and so i was like well perfect i have clean driving record i don't know i don't drink or drug i was like give me a couple years i'm gonna go get this college degree and then i'll be right back yeah because so like i my plan After that summer was like, I'm coming back to the oil fields, either oil fields or offshore rig. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was very appealing to me. You know, obviously the money is the big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I was single at the time, didn't have any kids. And they're like, if you have nothing attaching you to being away for a month, Mm -hmm. they're like, this is where you want to be. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and up there, man, there's, and, and you, you mentioned the drinking or drug problem. That's a big, big issue. Didn't big you say that issue. y'all used
0: to drink before
1: uh, football games? You used to sh- take a shot of whiskey right That was only when
3: was, was 20 below oh, or colder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> every day. Yeah, so, so every, game. So that was every actually, it was game. It was only one <laughs> game. It was only one game. So from September on, Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, no, up there, yeah, that that's crazy because, you know, you what was the, uh, what province were you? You were in Alberta. What town was it? That, so,
0: like, we had an apartment in Red Deer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I saw south or, uh, of. No, no, not Red Deer. Um, Rocky Mountain House. Okay. Yeah, so I think it's, like, an hour away from Red Deer. Okay. But then, like, we would get shipped up to, like, Fort McMurray and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because at the company we were at, it's all just local kids or people that yeah. live in town. hmm And so my dad and I were working. So we're the only ones that don't have a house there, don't have family there or friends. So we're like, well, I don't want a day off. But your dad went with you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no way? I'm telling my parents about like, I'm like, yo, like you get paid this much. After 40 hours, you get time and a half. After 80 hours, you get double time. Like every day after eight hours. He said, I'm coming. And, uh, no, my mom was like, hey, you're going. You're going. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, hey, uh, Mr. Mom, <laughs> Mr. you don't mom. have any kids
3: bring yourself. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> get the fuck up. Of- <laughs> we need a new kitchen, all right? So <laughs> you get your ass out there. <laughs> oh, but uh, All right. So, so you, you work the summer, then you go back to school to yep. get you to work for your degree
0: yeah um what happens in between you know i i started going to school and just like the typical like i lived at home because we lived like five ten minutes from the university mm-hmm. so it's like well what's the point of getting a dorm room um and and i got free tuition i got tuition remission at the college uh because my mom worked there mm-hmm. ah. and so of course like you get free tuition until you graduate with a bachelor's degree. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, what's better than one, one degree? Mm-hmm. Two. Two, uh, Two uh, bachelors. So I did a full mechanical engineering degree uh-huh. except for one class and then went back and did a whole business degree and then graduated uh-huh. at the same time. Dang. Got him. Um,
1: so we're, yeah, you're the smartest person at this table.
0: 100%. 100%. <laughs> 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 100%. Family studies is not the
3: same. as <laughs> I, the saying saying <laughs> <blue> <laughs> I learned how to put a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> together. <laughs> is that
2: good? Taping ankles. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. And he was there's on the stage. We know so, yeah. we know, yeah. the
2: yeah. result of that. We got a party. I got
0: my party degree.
2: It's all good. So how did, did you you, go pro-
0: you probably had the best time of college? I, hell yeah, yeah I, did. I did. all
2: of us. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah.
0: combined.
3: Right. Yeah, for
0: sure. So
2: let's let's I, I, I want to get I mean, I'm listening when I, as I'm listening to the story, every time there's been an obstacle, there's a there's a dog in you. Yeah. There's like there, um, there's oh, yeah. some yeah. what is it, man? Where does that come from? And is that your dad or your mom's side?
0: So Probably the, like, like the motivation off resentment comes from my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad loves to get a good, like, fuck you. Right. Like mm-hmm. you told me I couldn't do it. I'm yeah. going to find a way. Right. So um, like <laughs> the sitting down and doing like the grunt work, um, that's definitely from my mom. She's a doer. You no, know, she was, around. she was number one in her class. She went to a private all girls school from kindergarten to grade 13 and it, the school's policy was if you were the number one student in the school or in your grade, you got free tuition the next year. Mm. Her parents never paid Dang. tuition for her. No. And just then, she just self-started. And then no. went, went through uh, university, valedictorian, like number one in everything she touched. She had 13 years of, of school, 13 years of post-secondary school, off the charts. All smart. while being a world champion yeah. skater. And skating Jeez. professionally oh, while doing it. Darren, what have you done with your life, man? Nothing, man. <laughs>
1: Nothing. But, you know, listen, man, you know, we, we
2: have these conversations on the show all the time on being a self-starter. You know, how are you motivated? Yeah. You know, what's, what's, what's your trigger or whatnot? Yeah. And, and most people don't have them. They don't have, you know, they, oh, you have to man. act to be precise on what mm-hmm. trigger. I'm curious because of what you've accomplished, but you look at your bloodline. And it, it starts with your bloodline, mm. your mom, what your mom's gone through, what your da- how your dad's
0: overcome things. At the same it, time. It, it's funny though. like, So like I never saw my parents skate. The day they started having kids, it was like, all right, that was that chapter of our life. Um, like I knew something about like that my parents are figure skaters, but like I was like the kid, like we had an unfinished basement that was just like just boxes and storage mm. and it was just kind of dingy. And I'm down there like... I'm young. Like I'm looking for treasure. Right. <laughs> right. And then one day I, I fucking found it. I, I run upstairs and there's like three foot tall, big golden goblet cup. And I'm like, dad, I like, I found treasure. What, <laughs> the, <laughs> what is this? Right. And he's like, Oh, you found some of our old trophies. Uh. And like, like they had these, big fucking trophies from the world championships right. and in like the when, once like my mom started practicing as a doctor you know they had kids all that stuff like those trophies just got tossed That's... in the basement like they they couldn't solid. bring themselves yeah. to throw them out but they're like well uh, that, that was our old life we're not yeah, gonna that put was, them yeah. on display mm-hmm. we're not gonna try to relive that mm-hmm. so i always had that mentality too of like all right the day you're done with something you know family's number one That's you right. know as soon as you start having family like yeah your sports career was cool but like your kids are what's important yeah mm-hmm. um yeah, you know, yeah, that that sport or your profession or that's not who you are. Yeah. Right? No. Your family yeah. is. I, mean, who you I are. mean, it's it's a it's tough to keep it separate because yeah. every conversation you have yeah. is mm. about that sport. Yeah. yeah. Usually as soon as your eyes open, that's what you're yeah. thinking about mm. when you're in it. So like the day you're done, so well fuck, what do I do? Yeah. Like mm. my life has been consumed by this Ooh. singular yeah. thing for so long. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: So, okay. So, and and that's kind of a good transition because you know where you are today, right? Like talk about like someone pigeonholing you as what you do is who you are, right? Like (laughs) you are the most famous in your sport. That's like saying, you know, Troy Aikman is you know as a football i'm just kidding that yeah, was a shot Not you know what i mean like <laughs> i mean that's 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 got to be a challenge now and i want to i want to back up in how you got to CrossFit, yes, how yeah. you found the sport yeah, yeah. but man like I, I can't imagine you having to be able to separate that like okay look crossfit versus you know who i am as a yeah. person that's two two di- totally different things
0: yeah but how um, did you get to CrossFit?
3: And yeah, I want to get there. Yeah, So,
0: you know, once, once I started going to uh, UVM, mm-hmm. uh, there, there was just a void. You know, I had so much free time. I'm getting fat. I'm like, like I'm fixing my feelings with food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like, I realized like, all right, I either need to clean my diet or start working out again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love what I'm eating. So <laughs> I'll just start working out. <laughs> um, and there was a, a gym in town that. Uh. When when I'd be home on Christmas break when I was still weightlifting, uh, I would go into this CrossFit gym because like finding an Olympic weightlifting gym in a town, like yeah, like you can't name one. Right. Yeah. You want to find a CrossFit gym, like I bet we can throw a stone from here uh-huh. and find one. And they have all they have all the equipment. So went into this CrossFit gym, uh, like when I'd be home for Thanksgiving or Christmas, or whatever, and uh I would just use their weights. Um and then it was I was living back in town and I'm at a red light and the dude that owns the gym pulled up next to me Mm -hmm. and he kind of like leaned out of his car, like saw it was me. He's like, Hey Matt, like you back in town for long. I say, yeah. Like I live here now. He's like, Oh, cool. We, we just moved. We got a big new space. I'd love for you to come check it out. Mm -hmm. I was like, cool. Yeah, I'll swing by. And, uh, like I had never gone back into that CrossFit gym because I only used it for weightlifting. Mm -hmm. So, I'm done weightlifting. Why would I go back in? So I literally went in to like see the new gym that he built and like just catch up with him. And, uh, and he had said like, you know, if you want to bring in your, your weight set, you can just put it in the back corner, come in whenever you want, do weightlifting. And so I started doing that just to kind of get back in shape. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Olympic weightlifting was all I knew in a weight room. I didn't know how to do anything else. So that's just kind of what I fell into when I want to start working out again. And then it was the owner's girlfriend at the time, now wife, Uh, you know, she's picking my brain on how she can become a better weightlifter. And, you know, she's kind of asking me like, hey, do you think you can do a muscle up? I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. What's Mm -hmm. a muscle up? She would hop up and do one. So I'd hop up, do one. She's like, oh, can you walk on your hands? I'm like, oh yeah, I've been doing that my whole life. You know, just walk get up, kick up, and kind of do that. <laughs> and it was like almost like she was having a fun game of trying to find something that I couldn't, couldn't do. do. Yeah. Right. And uh, and you know, for me it was kind of like a fun game of like, go ahead, try, yeah. try. Yeah. I'll I'll do it. Like, yeah. and if I can't do it right now, like go away for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me work on this without someone laughing at me yeah. and, and I'll I'll figure it out. Um and then like, you know. A workout would come up, like, now, now I know what it is, like, Grace, you know, 30 cleaning jerks for time. Mm. And she'd be like, oh, Matt, like, you'd be really good at this. It's only Olympic weightlifting. Yeah, yeah but oh, I do three yeah, at a time. Three, exactly. Maybe. exactly. And so, like, I would just kind of get tricked into it, but like, the times, it. The, 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 the times I was putting up were half decent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it went from like, she would kind of trick me into doing one workout a week and then two and then three. And then before I knew it, I was kind of showing up on a half regular basis. And then kind of what really sold me on it was uh, that gym. So Jay Jenny, the owner was hosting a competition and uh, and he's like, I, I want you to sign up for it. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm in. Huh. And then I saw it was like a 50 or $75 entry fee. And I was like, now, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it, but I don't have 50 bucks. Yeah. You know? yeah. And he was like, I'll I'll sign you up for the competition, but you need to promise me if you win any money, you need to buy a pair of CrossFit shoes because I'm working out in like Air Max Nineties at the time. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm I'm literally taking out like four or five back squats. Some so Air Monarchs. I got the the bubble. Yeah, yeah. Just like, I feel like <laughs> the bubbles popping. <laughs> like I'm wearing my dad's. Like all my workout clothes are like starter, like what my dad got from Walmart type <laughs> thing and uh so anyways he signed me up i won the competition and like i got 500 bucks cash and i was like wait you can make oh, money ball. doing this I was Like, yo i fucking made it right yeah. <laughs> i got 500 <laughs> like we're doing this yeah i'm like yo we're going to wendy's you don't have to stick to the dollar menu i got a full tank of gas like no man. let me ask you this though so the
2: competition what the comp when they walked in when you walked in on the first day i know you sized everybody so I mean, up i mean
0: it was like um Like it was an in in house competition. So I knew a lot of the people. But I mean like I I looked borderline homeless at the time. Right. Like just like this shaggy afro, like patchy beard. Like and I'm like I'm borrowing my buddy's shoes. Like he would be in heat one. Right. And then I'd be like, yo yo, like let let me get those lifters real quick. (laughs) And then I would put on his shoes and do the event. Um so you know, like everyone like the typical crossfitter from like twenty twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Like they got the knee high socks, the right. nameless shoes, yeah. the board shorts, yep. and then usually like a pink or purple bandana. I would say yeah. some sort yeah. of bandana head. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm showing up, I'm in like I'm in like Whatever was on the clearance rack in Walmart for yeah.
3: shorts. Hey, a football like, equivalent is the kid that shows up with the bar down well, the middle,
0: man, oh <laughs> 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 And he kicks your ass. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck?
3: <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> take, take out your hip pads. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sense, that dress code was. Where'd you <laughs> even get a tailbone pad, man? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious just to know, like, you so you said you knew some of the people that were you're gonna compete against, yeah. right? Yeah. Was his like you walked in and you think <laughs> I'm gonna murder these folks. Like these, I, I know these folks. I, I didn't, I,
0: I didn't know what to expect. Yeah.
2: Like come on, I, man. I had, come on no, man. at that point. You took, Matt. I honestly believe you took advantage of those folks.
0: You right? <laughs> <laughs> got that five hundred dollars.
3: No, so, so, like they, <laughs>
0: so like
2: you knew exactly like, like, what you were know, doing. Like,
3: clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, stupid. Burp?y What? Are, I don't even. know. I mean, I, I just this. ate. I maybe I could burp. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so like, I, at that time, like I was still good at weightlifting. I was still like really really strong mm. uh i think the reason i was able to kind of like slip through the cracks because i was only, i was only like 170 pounds and i could hoist up some good weight right. uh, but like my cardio was like non-existent right i my lungs like like i smoked most of my life mm. growing up like and so it's coming Pe- into a or where, weed no like cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> you smoke peyote i thought you ate it and, yo,
2: that's a west coast dude do, man don't let him do that to you man
0: <laughs> he knows all the strains he <laughs> smoked, oh, he smoked real cigarettes <laughs> yeah um yeah and like i remember like i got a gift certificate for lululemon like they mm. they were like they were, i think it was like a 50 or 100 dollar gift certificate and so at the time i'm like oh lulu yeah, yeah like that's not in my budget but i'll yeah, show up yeah i'm gonna go stock up and <laughs> so like i'm picking out like I'm trying to get two pairs of shorts, like the cheapest shorts I have. I'm like, all right, if I get the cheapest ones, I get two pairs. And I remember getting up to the counter and showing them the gift certificate. And they were like, oh, oh, we've been waiting on you. No, no. Like, don't worry about the hundred dollars. You go in, just get a full outfit. So socks, underwear, shorts, shirt. I'm like going through. I'm like, now I'm just only looking at price tags. Where's the most expensive (laughs) shit? (laughs) (laughs) And I remember coming home, my dad just being like, man, you got a full outfit for free? And like, you got Damn, $500, like kid, you yeah, made it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so I remember like immediately after that competition going to, uh, Danny, uh, Jade's girlfriend. And I was like, yo, are there competitions like this often? And she was like, oh every weekend. Like like here's the website that you go to yeah. She's so innocent. where all the competitions are listed. All oh, you were looking at it was money. Yeah. Was, yeah. Dude, if, if, if the prize money wasn't listed, I would call the gym be like, hey, you got you got yeah, prize how money how next much? weekend? <laughs> and they'd be like, Yeah, yeah, a thousand bucks. I'm like, Cool. All right. M A T T But even still like there like 50 bucks or 100 bucks to sign up and i was like man that's that's a lot yeah. of money so like mom better win yeah. <laughs> can you sign me up for this competition? Tell you what? 7% and return guaranteed. So my mom my mom got smart with me and was like fine i'll sign you up but if you win you pay me back double. I was oh, like oh nice. All right cool like my ROI still through the roof. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm putting up nothing. Um but yeah just started kind of hitting competition every weekend and then it then it became the thing of like nobody knew my name i hadn't competed at any sanctioned competitions mm-hmm. like where there's publicity or cameras or anything mm-hmm. so i'm starting to show up at these competitions where there are some games athletes where there are some regional athletes and i'm excited because i'm showing up in this hoopty of a car right i got on like a i, I brought like a three pack of haynes t-shirts still in the bag yeah <laughs> like i'm the only person that doesn't have logos or anything right, yeah. and i'm like i'm gonna fuck y'all up <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm like man this is gonna be good <laughs> And, you know, like just the moments, like I remember there was one competition where like you had like 10 minutes to do an eight rep back squat max, like whatever your highest weight was, was your, was your lift. And, uh, and the, you know, there's like two or three big guys that like can do over 405. Mm -hmm. And so the guy running the competition at the athlete briefing or like right before the heat started was like, Hey, raise your hand. If you need a fourth plate or like four plates on each side, we'll get you those and like these two giant, like guys who are like 240 pounds, like, yep. And then my 170 pound ass was like, yep. Mm. And he was like, no, 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 this is for four plates, not three. And I was like, oh, I'm aware. Oh man. Mm. And you know, it's just those moments yeah. of like, no one knows who I am yeah, yet. Right, no yeah. one has any expectations. So if I fail, nothing lost. No, right. yeah. huh. But I'm that nobody coming in and just, I'm, I'm just driving around trying to collect cash. Wow. So right.
3: how, how was that first little circuit that you went on? I mean, did you win every competition you yeah. went to? Yeah. I won everything. And, and you see, know, humbly what? he went over that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, want to go back on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the driver initially like, okay, I can make some money, but so it,
0: it was just pocket money at yeah, first. And, you know, right. the, and, and there's the thrill of like, like finding out you're good at something yeah. and then getting oh, to, for sure. Perform. Yeah. I was going to yeah, say that level of competition again. I mean, it's like, like some of these competitions would release workouts a couple of weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. um and and you practice them in the gym you know kind of figure out your pacing and i would from the gym like a 10 minute workout i'm guaranteed to shave off two minutes when i show mm. up in competition yeah. and it 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 hurts less in competition like i'm Way trying harder. my hardest yeah. in the gym um there's but it's just like there's you have dog the audience there. you know mm-hmm. it's your yeah. it's your chance to kind of show off and that adrenaline's going you feel good about what you're doing yeah um So the initial starter was pocket money. I was a broke college student. I was going to school full time. Um, But like I couldn't, if friends were going to a movie, I couldn't go. If Mm -hmm. friends were going to dinner, if I wanted to ask a girl out, like I need to find a free date, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, let's go for a walk. (laughs) Like that type of shit. So, you know, just the fact that I got to fill up my car with gas and and I always thought to, I knew after college, I was like, I'm going to have to get a desk job. I need to get a nine to five. And so I'm trying to just hoard as much money as I can right now so that, you know, the day I graduate college, I can buy a car. Yeah. I don't have to keep driving this this 88 Oldsmobile that starts half the yeah, time. You're right. You had you know, a hoopty. Like, like, yeah. 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 It was a real <laughs> a hoopty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought, like, if I can just get money while I can, I'll start a leg up, you know, whether it's a down payment on a house or I have a nice nicer car that's reliable or wh- whatever it is. But I was like, I'm going to get that nine to five. I want to start with one leg up. Yeah. Um, mm. But then it started kind of becoming the thrill of, you know, performing in front of other people. Every day was like problem solving. I would finish a competition and look at, all right, what event did I do poorly in? Mm-hmm. Well, why did I do poorly? Was it the time domain? Was it the movements? If it was a movement, like, all right, do I not have the technique? Do yeah. I not have the know-how? Is it a weak muscle group? You know, breaking it down into finding out what am I bad at and then like all right i got two months until my next competition breaking that weakness down into a daily protocol of what can i do today to get myself to where i want to be in two months or a year um that's that engineering degree. Uh, going well, it's that, it's but also like, well, we'll, we'll, having a plan. We'll, yeah. We just talked about this yeah. the
3: other day. It was like, okay, yeah, you had a goal. Let's say, okay, now I need to improve. You know, my snatches, mm-hmm. right? Maybe that movement just wasn't good for me in the competition. But it's like, it's not. Hey, I'm going to be better on the next competition. I'm going to. It's like here's how, right? Yeah. Yeah. Day by day, right? Here are those measurable increases that I'm trying to achieve along the way. So to I mean, like,
0: there. like fast forward, like looking at my games performances, and like. Once I started competing in the games, I, I gave very little fucks about any other competitions. Like, mm-hmm. the games was the prize. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I'm looking at comp- my next competition. The next competition I care about is a year away. Yeah. And so, every day was like, what can I do today that's going to put me where I want to be in a year? Yeah. 364 days from now. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and that, I mean, that's tough to, like, project out that mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. But, you know, s- stuff as simple as swimming. All right. You Know swimming was notoriously one of my worst finishes. Why was it my worst? Mm-hmm. Am I like, is it my arms don't have the endurance? Is it my hips don't have the endurance? Do I not have the technique? Am I ch- doing the wrong training? It's because I, I can have perfect dance and a lead weight and walk five, <laughs> <six, laughs> <buoyant>. five, six, <laughs> 200 pounds. Yeah, but a big part of it too was my technique. Yeah. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, and so I sought out, like, all right, well, how do I get better at technique? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll find someone that knows, and because. Why would I have all the answers? And so I start seeking out professionals in their craft. And very rarely is someone amazing at what they do, and they don't love talking about That's it. Right. They don't mm. love helping yeah. someone out, yeah. especially if they're not that person's competition. Yeah. So like one year, my deadlift was my worst finish. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to find someone who's amazing at deadlifting and have them help me. So like I got linked up with Chad Chad Wesley Bray. You know, like this dude is like... He has multiple world records. This man is throwing around 405. He's doing demo videos for me mm-hmm. with, with 405, and he's talking, talking <laughs> to the camera as he's doing it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know. I'm um, an endurance coach. You know, I've worked with other coaches from the CrossFit space, you know, working with mental coaches. All everything. I'm like, why would I have the answers? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. So, seek out someone that does, and yeah. you know, start mm-hmm. picking. up. you
2: went from you went from all the the money to winning because you needed some cash in your pocket. Yeah. Your mom being your your, yeah. your mom being your <laughs> <laughs> and you, had
0: to, and you had to make that back to falling in love. Like you actually fell in love with the so sport. It it was like. The falling in love with the daily gratification, that daily achievement mm-hmm. of hitting that little check mark of like, yeah. yo, did you fucking crush today? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're goddamn right. I did. Right. Yeah. right. Um, and it's just like <laughs> the process of like, you know, finding, finding a problem, putting together a plan and then executing yeah. on that plan. Yeah. You know, it's just that breaking it down into those tiny, tiny steps.